Blue Shirts fans, welcome to the worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. Blue shirts fans, and I, I, I guess red shirt fans. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure that out. Uh, welcome back to the Bash Either Brothers. Way. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back to the Bash Brothers. I'm with my co-host Nick. Nick, say hi. What's up, y'all? So, man, what, what, what's been going on? What have we been doing? Where have we been, bro? Oh, well, we just had a pretty decent powerlifting meet over this past weekend. Um where everyone absolutely killed it. It was your first meet ever. Um, kept you kept you a little conservative as far as what you could hit because I just wanted you to go 100%, but um, really kind of set the table for, for the next meet in December for you. But I know you're probably wanting to fucking fight me. If we're calling that number on Sunday for you, but yeah, no, I, I want to fight you for many things, but not that. I appreciate you and your wife. Uh, you helped me out on that one. So uh, obviously, Honestly, none of you were probably there, but I hit uh, my third lift was 425 pounds or whatever that is in kilograms. I, I have no idea. I don't do that math, but I I'll could have done more. Math. I could have done a lot more, but um, uh, just go into the theory. Why? Why did I do that? Why did you guys pick that for me? So my biggest thing is what I always tell new lifters is when you're going into your first meet, you want to go, essentially, if you were doing full power, which is squat, bench, and deadlift, uh, you want to go nine for nine. You want to carry that confidence going into your next meet and going into your next cycle of going like, hey, I went 100%. I left some in the tank. Um, so we took that theory. My wife, my actually, it was it was more my wife than anything else that that took that. She understands that she's been around this basically her whole life and 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 our whole relationship. But uh, you know, typically, I'll tell people just like, look, I'm gonna. This is your first meet, okay? If, unless you dramatically say that, like, no, no, this this shit fucking sucks. I don't want to do this again. If that's the case, then you know it 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 be like that. That be the shit sometimes, but you know, for someone like you, where I know that you're going to have, you want longevity, um, in this sport that pays no money. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my thought process going into it was I want you to break, you know, 400 pounds. I want you to get that meat experience under your belt. And I want you just to, I want you to go three for three. I want you to go a hundred percent. And for those that don't know, he, uh, Breezy is a, uh, you know, is a deadlift only specialist. So, so his only lift in comparison to full power or push pull in full power, you have the squat, the bench press and the deadlift in push pull. You just have the bench and the deadlift. And then you could also be either a bench press specialist where all you do is bench press or a deadlift specialist where all you do is deadlift, um, for breezy. And for most of our team, they're all, you know, we're all deadlift specialists. Um, there's me and three of our other guys who are are push pull specialists. So we just deal primarily with the bench with the bench and the deadlift. So my thing with with Breezy is I wanted him to go in and I just want him to to hit um 100%. You know, just go 100% in your first meet. It it, it gets to the point where you kind of have to decide what you want to do. If you want to go into a, a federation 
um, that has more people. So you want to have more competition and then play more of that game. Or do you want a number chase? Like I've gotten to the point in my life in my powerlifting career where I just want to, I want a number chase. <clears throat> like my goal for last Sunday was I wanted to break my, my meat personal best, which my meat personal best was 579 pounds in, um, in April of, of this year. Um, and if you're wondering why it wasn't 580 or anything like that, it's because when you, the, the powerlifting deals primarily in kilograms. So the kilogram, the uh, time 2.2 will give you that weight um, in poundage. So I don't know how much the kilos are. I could do the math right now. I don't feel like doing the yeah, no. math right now. So no, you're not going to get the math right now. You're going to get the poundage. You're just not going to get the kilos. <laughs> yeah. So no. my meat, my meat PR prior to this last one was um, 579 pounds. My goal for this meat was to pull five, which the next step would be 584. So my goal is to pull 584, which is going to set me up for a 600 plus deadlift in December, which is seven weeks away. So that's that's my goal and i also bench pressed so my my goal for bench press i had not benched in a meet since april of 2016 and since then i've had shoulder surgery so my biggest thing was just like i want to push it but i don't want to take my shoulder Let, out yeah let's just get on the board right let's just same yeah. for me right let's get on yeah, the board and just, just get out there let's get on the board let's get it out there i was also chasing a world record at the time so the in the full power and in push pull, you have what's called totals, which is the best of each lift, right? So full power total is the best squat, best bench, best deadlift of that day. Um, the push pull total is the best bench and best deadlift of that day. So the total for the world record was 575 pounds. And I ended up breaking it just on my opener, my first lifts alone. Hell so yeah. my goal was, my goal was just to, just to break it and 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 set it for myself um so that's why i kind of and i wanted to get back into benching too I, I i had so much fun benching when i was younger i was just like man i was, I was a really good bench presser like like in geared lifting which is wearing supportive gear i was a almost a 500 pound bencher so i was like i need to get back and do that <laughs> i'll get there too eventually like i said i'll i'll, I'll deadlift right now just because i want to focus on getting better at deadlifting but you know i'll get back on the bench eventually i always felt like i was stronger in my chest i know that you're just physically stronger in your legs but i always felt like i was better at chest exercises than leg exercises so it's pretty exciting well, to part, do that you know the good part about benching if you're benching correctly you, you it's more of a back movement than it is a chest movement so your back's already strong so once i get my hands on your technique <laughs> Once I get my hands on on how you actually bench, you're going to see a, a remarkable difference because your back's already strong. Hell yeah! It's, it's a okay. It's so this is turning into cool. a powerlifting podcast. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool. But we'll we'll shelf that for now. And I don't think anything else happened this week that's worth noting, right? Nothing else. Nothing else no, happened this week. I don't. No, pretty sleepy week. Yeah, I don't think anything happened. Oh, oh yeah, no, my kid was you? born. My kid oh, was yeah. born. Yeah, that's right. I just had a just had a kid, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a week, right? It's uh, you were over here at my house yesterday, and we were watching the uh, last Hawks preseason game and hanging out with my kid. You had your kid, and it, it's cool, man. And we were just like, so yeah, we got to record this episode. <laughs> we got to do yeah. this shit, man. So I want to ask you. I know, I know, you know, your son is only a couple of days old, but think about last week when you didn't have a kid to this week when you do have a kid. Like how 
aside from the sleep aspect, like, how's it feel, man? Honestly, because I, and I know like me personally, like, you know, once my son was born, like, oh my God, I've never felt a wave of unconditional love before. Now it's not saying like, I don't, you know, unconditionally love my wife or my family or anything like that. It's just, you know, once I saw my son for the first time, I was like, oh, fuck, this is it, huh? This, this, this is what everyone's talking about, huh? Like, how does it feel for you, man? I mean, that that's the thing, right? It's like, um, after having my kid, I, I was prepared for it. But then you don't really, you know, you don't know what it's like having a kid till you have a kid. So my son was born and I was just super happy t- to have him. And, and I was just excited about the entire thing going down. And now it's like, I'm looking at like uh like future stuff, right? Like I'm 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 just really excited to like be home and like to, to give an answer that people like on the podcast. I'm excited to just stay at home and watch hockey with my kid. You know, like he's he's very well behaved. He, he's he's yep. very nice. He's just he's he's like the sweetest thing ever. Total opposite of like me. So it's like <laughs> wow, you know, I, I just I get so much joy and I just been you know watching hockey and watching shows and just just hanging out with my son. And like I said, it's a you know what it feels like but it's that feeling where it's just like man bro like i didn't know i was incomplete and now i'm complete and it's like a weird feeling it's like even when we were at training this morning like we were training in the gym this morning and it was like fuck i can't wait to go home you know like (laughs) i can't wait to go home and it's not like i I, I hate my wife or anything or hate my family it's just like i just can't wait to get back to my family right and that's you know i i my coworkers hate me because they're all like oh Hey, we're going out for drinks. You want to go with them? I'm like, no, man, I want to go hang out with my kid. Like, I get so excited. Like, every time I come home and, like, he, his, my son's face just lights up because, you know, dad's home. And so it's like, and he's at that age now where he's, like, starting to walk a little bit, too. So it's, like, really cool where he just kind of, like, drunk waddles his way over to me. And it's hysterical. And you got a cute um, kid, too, man. I mean, to be honest, it's like, and everybody thinks their kid man. is fuck. Yeah. Everybody think it's fucking cute, but I'm like, God damn, you got a cute ass fucking kid, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, man, Absolutely. don't, you know, in, in, in the risk of just sounding like we're jerking each other up, you got a pretty fucking cute jerk, kid away. Too, man. Jerk, jerk away. Jerk away. Jerk away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what we've been up to, kids and deadlifting and, and just watching preseason. But I do want to, I want to pivot towards, um, we are in the same fantasy league. I was in this league last year. I got fucking decimated because I I built my I built my team thinking, you know what? I I was kind of acting like I was like a, you know, uh a coach. I thought I was a coach, right? I'm like, "All right, <laughs> let me let me build my defense first and uh let let me get this thing going. Let, let me let me build the defense. That's important." Now it's like, "No, you need to get like Connor McDavid and you need to get some fucking people that can score." You need so, scoring. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the points are set up here. We're like in this league where it's like we, you need scoring. Like it's like yeah, assists count for x points and shutouts and saves percentages. Like they all count for that. But they, let's be fucking brutally honest here. All you need is scoring. Like if you can find if you if you can bolster your your uh uh, line up with like top 20 in scoring you're set for a decent playoff run <laughs> no for sure and i i think that i got a pretty all right team um i think we'll go one and one right so i'll 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 say one of my we'll do five okay five each sure. i'm gonna do one explain why i picked it and then i'll let you go we'll go back and forth till we have our what we think are our five best so i'll, I'll right. start it i'll start it off it was my first round pick I think I picked fourth or fifth because of how shitty I did last year. 
So I, I ended I up. Was you eight. Know, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to fucking hear it. I was fucking eight. All right. I uh, I went with the only guy that made sense to me. The only person that I knew that I had to have. I went for the old Igor Shesterkin. I had to have him. I I just had to have him sure. because I know he's going to do well. I mean, borderline great and possibly legendary. You never know with Igor, but he's always going to be good. I just couldn't stomach having Igor on somebody else's team and then having that nasty pit in my stomach that every time he does some fucking nasty butterfly shit and he's like, just has a, a great night. I'm going to be like, fuck, I wish I had him on my fucking team, bro. Like, right. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't listen to that for the next fucking 82 games or whatever. So <laughs> what, what, what was your first pick and why? Oh, I mean, I feel like if anyone who has heard this knows that I'm a Blackhawks fan, you obviously know what my first round pick is going to be. And I'm surprised, but also not surprised that he lasts until round eight or I'm sorry, until pick eight. But, you know, I had to go with my boy, Connor Bedard. Uh, first of all, First, fucking first of all, my name, is, my my team name is Hard for Bedard. You cannot have a team name <laughs> and not have that player on. That's your true. Team. So you know, my team name is Hard for Bedard. Obviously, I'm Hard for Bedard. So I had to pick my boy CB98. I had to pick him. I whatever he does this year is just going to be. I mean, as a Blackhawks fan, whatever he does this year is going to be showing what it's going to be like for the future. So. If he even sure. has a fraction yeah. of what he had in the juniors, I'm whew, we're in for some fucking fun is what we're in for. Um, but yeah, I picked him just, it was, this was a heart decision. This was just like you and Igor, you know, you picking a goalie your first pick is kind of just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's just like, no man, it's Igor. I'm a Ranger fan. And it's just kind of like, all right, whatever. It'd be like, it'd be the same thing as if I were to pick Patrick Kane, if he was still on the Blackhawks. Yeah. Like I probably would have picked Kane over Bedard. You would have. You, you would have been contractually obligated to pick Kane if he was still yeah. on the hot. If he was, if he was even in the league on any team, you probably would have been like, ah, fuck. I probably just got to grab Kane. You know, if he's re-signed to the Ranger, you'd be like, yeah, let me just grab him because it's Kane. He's my boy. So yeah, let me and just... my, I would have to choose Showtime on Broadway if that was. I'd have to choose that shit as my name. If yeah, I had Patrick Kane, he's re-signed has... as a Ranger. That has a great fucking ring to it, man. And uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Broadway, I did grab the entire kids line, but you know that was only because it was really late. Late, I was like, I guess to. I'll get. Yeah, I was like, I'll get Kako and Lafreniere and uh, Filipino. But I think that I got the best Ranger I could have got besides like Artemi Panarin or, or Adam Fox. I got Mika Zibanejad, and I think that his production is going to be one that helps me. I do believe. That I think Mika might take another step this year, at least be up there in like the I say he'd be in like like the the forty ish range in goals this year. I do believe that that is possible for him, especially with the team that we have right now. But I went second pick was was Mika Zibanejad. I had to. Well, if he, even if he doesn't crack forty, you know that he's a solid twenty to twenty six goal a year if he can stay healthy. So and you know that it. he's like he, yeah, he's solid twenty to twenty six goals regardless. So it's like. uh yeah, you can't really miss. You know what I mean? So it was a, that was definitely a good pick. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't remember my picks. I remember my first overall pick. That was it. But I don't remember my my one through fucking 70 or whatever. And, and, that, and, and that's totally fine. I, I just remember specifically, I want to do our top five, what we think we made out like. 
if what our top gotcha. five is, but I just know for a fact my top two and my top five would just happen to be the first two people I got because I knew I needed to have them. So that's just why it just happened to be number one was Igor oh, and number enough. two was Zabanajet. It just happened to be that way. They happened to fall in the top five, but that's why I picked them because I thought they were, you know, the best. Well, if that's the case, then honestly, my 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 second on my top five would be, have to be Alex to bring it. He's got a little bit more of uh, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? He's got a little bit more motivation now when he's playing. So he played last year in Ottawa. Um, it's kind of a, I guess you could call it a contract year. Went into free agency this year and signed at his hometown in in Michigan. He signed for with Detroit. So I feel like if you put a line with him and Larkin together, I feel like that might really open up some some. Uh, some scoring opportunities. I mean, if you look at his 2023 stats specifically in fantasy, I mean, the dude had 66 fucking points, 27, goal, 27 goals, and almost 40 assists. I mean, he put up 404.2 points. I mean, at least in our scoring system for, for fantasy hockey. So I felt like that was a safe pick. I've always been a DeBrinket fan. A lot of these picks are heart picks because I was like, Oh, motherfucker. I really liked I him when he played. I don't blame you. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. I mean, that's a that's a perfect segue for me for my 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 next pick, and honestly, my next two picks. But my next pick, you know, I got Pavel Buchnevich. I had to. Sure. He was available. He, he was sitting there. I was like, "Fucking Booch, all right, I'll grab him. Nobody wants him. That's fucking fine." And wouldn't you know, we got people in our group trying to trade for Buchnevich. No, thank you. I gotta keep <laughs> the boy. It's my boy Booch. I can't get rid of him. But that again, he's an ex Ranger, but. I, I like Buchnevich. What can I say? You know, that's why he was my. No, he was he's a defenseman. If I'm not fucking it up, right? No, he's a he's a Ford. He's a Is he's he a, a def, he's a defensive Ford though. So it's a, it's a it's a mistake that you could make. Honestly, okay. that's a lot of that which Booch does. But yeah, he he's a Ford. But his style is very uh very defensive. Okay, so that's probably where I got it confused. But even nonetheless, it's still a, still a real good pickup. And if I'm not mistaken, you got him pretty late too. Uh, yeah, he wasn't even – he's my third pick in this countdown in my top five, but I got him like round like 14 or something. Like, yeah, it was like, it was, it was pretty I, deep. <laughs> I remember him sitting on my like watch list and all of a sudden – and you're like that makes sense but can we talk about that real quick the anxiety that is the fucking draft you, you pick all these guys that you want right you have them all on your little list you're like okay i'll get all these guys i want to keep all these guys and hopefully and then boom every fucking round bro you just see guys start dropping <laughs> like flies and you're like oh no no please don't no 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 and you just all let me tell sad. you i went through all five stages of grief in a span <laughs> of one round. I'll be honest with you. I went through all five stages of fucking grief and really hammered the anger stage because I had at least a full actual NHL team sitting in my watch list. And I was like, man, I was like, and a lot of these guys were like sleepers who will still get you the same production just in, you know, will get you the same production as like a, a top 10 forward but you know they're just buried on a shit team or whatever right so it's like i'm sitting there and i'm like all right man i was like you know it'd be a grinder this is definitely going to be a a grinding team you know and a couple of big names here and there but but i was like man this is going to be really good if i can if this can stay true oh i just lost him okay well if, if this can stay true maybe i'll add it but oh i just lost two more okay 
So maybe if I can just stay on these three guys. Oh, all three are gone. What the fuck? I'm like, who's looking at my fucking iPad right now? I'm saying, (laughs) I was literally about to say, bro. It's like, I I don't doubt the hockey knowledge of the guy. I've known these guys for a couple of years now. They they know about the guys. They play fancy. They get it. But I'm like, there's no way you guys are not fucking team viewing into my shit right now (laughs) and watching my – I'm like, somebody got Trevor Zegers. He wasn't signed yet. I was like, dude, I I know that he's going to get signed, right? But who the fuck prioritized getting Zegris right now? He's not signed. It was like round eight. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Come on, bro. It was like round 15. I had Patrick Kane sitting in there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pick up Kane. And I know that he hasn't signed anywhere. And I know that he's still dealing with his hip injury. And after after that surgery, like whatever, he's going – um, you know, ahead of schedule, whatever the case may be, right? So I'm just like, eventually he's going to sign somewhere. I mean, it's fucking Patrick Kane. Even if you don't, even if you don't give him the same number of minutes that you gave him when he was like in his prime, or even fucking two years ago, if you give him the same amount of minutes, but if you give him a fraction of those minutes, like he's still going to produce, right? So I'm sitting there. This the, Patrick Kane was listed is still listed out. Okay, he's not listed as day to day. He's not. He's not listed to limited practice. Yeah. This motherfucker's got the big O next to his name, right? So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, I was like, he's going to be a great late pickup, blah, 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 right? It was like three picks before me all of a sudden Patrick King gets picked off. I'm like, which one of you motherfuckers, what the fuck do you know? What do you know that yeah. I don't know I don't that know, I wouldn't man. know about fucking Patrick Kane? And now I'm doing, I'm literally, I'm, I switched from my iPad to my phone because I'm like, these motherfuckers got my damn iPad fucking, like, hacked. I'm and saying, like, bro. <laughs> It was uh, it was uh, it was frustrating, but again, I'm just gonna rattle off my next two, and then I'll let you oh, talk yeah, about the rest ahead. of yours. Go um, I got the boy. He was he was available. Matt Zuccarello again. Sure. I love me some Zuccarello. It's nice. Hey, you're gonna talk about production, and that's Matt Zuccarello. I mean, Z- oh. Zuc Sorry, is always there. I get it. I I'm I'm hot for Zuc too, man. He's Zuc is always there when you need him, and he's so fun to watch. It makes you want to watch Minnesota games because you know that even if he doesn't get a score, like even if he get a goal, he's going to get an apple in, a, in an right. amazing way, right? He's going to get an well, assist that you're like, how did you do that? It's going to go to Kaprizov and like he's going to uh-huh. feed it to him on a silver yep. platter and not to say uh-huh. he's not good, but damn Zook makes magic happen. You know what I'm saying? But he, he does good was, things. What I was about to say was when we watched, the, we were watching the Minnesota-Dallas game last night and I get it, it's preseason. These games don't fucking matter, but let's be honest, you're the deal with the last game your last preseason game where pretty much everyone yeah, in the starting line is going to be is is going to be yeah. suited up because it's like your last go right or like your last you know time sure. to get shit dialed sure and it was there was the i don't remember how long it was but it had to be within five minutes there were two goals from dallas that both kirill kaprizov and matt zuccarello st- set up and i want to say that that kirill thrill put one in the back of the net as well in that two, in, in that span and I'm just sitting there, and it was like every single time that there was a scoring opportunity, Zook was sitting right there, and he he had it, he had an assist. And it's like if you can just do that, all 82 games, you're you're gonna crack 100 points, easy. And, and that was the thing too is it was I think we were literally just talking like, yeah, Zook is so good, he does things with the puck. He's one of those puck wizards, right? He's like a Panarin or, or like a 
you know, Capo Caco, in my opinion, he, he moves the puck in a way that's really, really, really like right. high 200 IQ. And we were just right. talking about it. And then fucking Zuccarello feeds Caprice off and he scores. It was like, right. it's like right on, right on time. Like we were just talking right about time. it. Like it was literally like, we had literally said that and we went like that. Like he had scored, <laughs> like Caprice off scored. We we're like, he did. It, it's, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't even like a surprise, you know, it was like, yep, yep, right. exactly. That's like literally what we just got done saying, but my last, uh, my last uh, number five pick that I think I kind of, I think was a really good pick. I ended up getting Burns from Carolina. That's such a and, good pick. And I watched him and just the way that he plays, not just even how he, you know, he produces, right? Cause he, he scores goals as a defenseman, but I needed a defenseman. And I just like the way he plays the fucking game. You can ask my dad, bro. He's like, you really like that fucking Burns guy. I was like, dude, watch him play. Yeah. Just, just watch well, him. We had he doesn't have to be on my team. Night with your dad about him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just watch the way he plays, man. He's a solid fucking guy. He'll get in your shit. He'll, he'll, he'll grind you down. You know, he's real aggressive, but he can fucking put it in the back of the net. I was mm-hmm. like, I was telling myself, you know, before we get too deep, I want to get a little bit on my defense and ha- get a couple defensemen. And I was like, you know what? On the top of my list is Burns. So I was like, let me try to grab him real quick. And, and you know, I got him. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I, honestly, mm. I think it was a pretty good pick. What a beautiful segue because one of my top picks that I, that I can't believe I scored the later round was Eric Carlson. And you want to talk about almost oh, the same, yeah. level, oh. same <laughs> level of production. Dude, you want to talk about that same level of production that he has with Brent Burns era that he has as Brent Burns. And now he's going to be playing most likely on the same shift as, as the Holy Trinity in fucking in Pittsburgh. That's dangerous, and bro. Put that D man on, on that with, with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and him as defense, bro. That's cause like, that's uh-huh. a, that when their fucking power play, I'm sorry to cut you off, but their power yeah, play, bro. If you think about it, right. Run four forwards and him. And, and, one de- would, and one defense, yeah. And, exactly. and it would be nasty, bro. You wouldn't be able to stop it. It doesn't matter who that fourth fucking forward is. No, the not at all. Touching the fucking puck anyway. No, not at all. Right? It doesn't it's, matter. It's, you're going to have Eric Carlson setting up a shop, set, set, setting up a pass. It's going to go to Latang. Then it's going to be Malkin's going to shoot. It's going to rebound. And it's going to just happen to sit right where Sidney Crosby is. And yep, and Sidney Kid's going to sink it. Buried. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be, that is going to be a rinse and repeat all year. It's, and, and so I was so fucking happy to pick him up. He, that was a really fucking sneaky pick, man, because he's going to get a lot of fucking assists. He's going to get goals, period, but he's going to get a lot of fucking assists. And it's the same, it's the same thing as Ovechkin. Like, you were talking about Ovechkin Island. It's, yep. you know what he's going to do. You absolutely know what's going to happen, but they're so yep. good at it, you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do, right? So that yep. was a fucking fan, fantastic pick, honestly. That was really – I was when I said hard for Bedard, got Carlson, I was like, you motherfucker, bro. You, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was like – no, I was, I, was, I was happy for you, but I was pissed because I was like, fuck, I, I wish that guy was on my team. Honestly, right. fuck. Put him on my team. Um, I think I got one more left. Um. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to think because I have like almost like a like a three-way tie between Jonathan Marcheseau, Max Domi, and Matt Duchesne. And the only reason why I have a three-way tie between them is because they're all solid players. 
they're streaky in a sense, but they're all three solid fucking players. And that's what I liked. And that's how, when I was saying earlier, I was just like, well, you know, this team is going to be kind of like, you know, like my team is going to be a little bit of like a grittier team. But the thing is, is you, you have Jonathan Marshall. So who's just, I mean, just coming off of a Stanley cup win. Yep. Absolutely. And so my, my only fear is that hangover. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I hear you. I don't, I don't know, man. There's just something about Marshall So as kind of like he should, in my opinion, in my whole humble opinion, and I probably get run out of Vegas for saying this, but he should have got the C over Mark Stone. And I, I, I don't, I, I look, I, I could talk about Mark Stone all day. I'm not going to. I could. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I could get into it, but I think Marshall was a good pick, not just because of his performance and what he's going to do. I think it's fun that you got a night, right? You, we're we're in Las Vegas. It's a Golden yeah. Knights territory. You know, people are always going to be talking about it. So at least you'll have some skin in the game when they're playing. It's a little bit more for you. It makes it more exciting. Like, oh, cool. Uh, Knights are playing. I hope Marshall fucking scores like 16 goals tonight. Like, you know, like it's right. going to make you it's going to make and you watch and care. Oh, wait. If he doesn't, if he doesn't score 16 goals, maybe Jack Eichel, one of my top forwards, could also score 16 goals. And that, and if they score 16 mm-hmm. goals, then I hope Aiden Hill has an 82-0-0 record. Because he's also my goalie, so it's yeah. like, yeah, I kind of went, I kind of went a little heavy on the Vegas aspect of it, and maybe it's just my my thought process of like, oh, well, they have, still have basically the same team, minus, you know, <clears throat> Riley Smith, or and I don't know who else. You know, I'm just kind of hoping that they're still going to be that same, even quarter of a production uh, level. Well, um, rega- regardless or not, you know you know my feelings about the Golden Knights, but they had to do something right to get to where they got, right? Exactly. And I, feel, yeah. I feel like you cherry-picked the best pieces of that team. That's the strong goalie. Yeah. The, the Eichel's another puck wizard, right? He, he, he draws so much aggro on himself that it puts mm-hmm. other teams out of position. So when he enters the zone, they're worried about Eichel. You know, he feeds it to Stone on a silver platter to score a goal because they're not worried about him. They're worried about Eichel trying to stop him, right? He does right. what he's supposed to do. And even if he continues to do that, even if he doesn't produce as many goals as he did last season, he's still going to get points for the assist. And that's what you Just need. You need the guaranteed healthy. stuff. You know, you need the guaranteed points. You don't guaranteed those guaranteed, you know, numbers on the board. And mm-hmm. I, I don't hate those picks. I really don't fucking hate those picks. No, I don't hate them either. Um, God, I fucking hope I don't hate them because I'm stuck with this team all year. True. Yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like this is my, okay. So like, this is my first time ever playing fantasy hockey. Um, and, and for, for everyone out there, I have a funny story about this. This was like at the beginning of September, and Breezy hit me up, and he was just like, hey, man, do you want to play fantasy this year? I thought fantasy football. Football season's coming up. The, you know, I had been in a league last year. Um, I didn't hit him up to join up again because, you know, I had kind of – I didn't really like the group that I was in. And uh, I was like, Man, you know, I could play some fantasy football this year. I feel like it's going to be a good year for fantasy. And so he hits me up. And, he, and so I, you know, I said, yes. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I was like, when's the draft? Because I'm just like, dude, I was like, NFL season's coming up in like two weeks. I'm like, when's the draft? He was like, oh, it's in October. And I'm like, why is it or end of September? I was like, why are we doing that three weeks into the season? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, Hey, what are you talking? Are you talking about fantasy football? It was fantasy hockey, and I was like, "Oh fuck! All right, yeah, let's do it." <laughs> Look, I, I I get it, but I mean, come on, brother. If I was going to ask you to play any fantasy sports, you know it's going to be fucking hockey. I'm not doing football. 
not doing look, lacrosse. I'm not doing fucking soccer. You know I'm doing hockey. Come on. What what no, am I going to do with fucking football? Fair, like, I okay, like I don't know. Everyone. I just feel like everyone has played fantasy fantasy football once in their life, and maybe you had a group of people that you did fantasy football with. I don't fucking know. Nah, bro. I, I know how diehard you are about about hockey, but I, you know you and I really own – whenever we talk sports, we only ever talk about hockey because that's just the way that the, the conversation goes. I don't know if you – I never knew if you watched fucking football or not. I can never watch football. In the, and again, this is very off topic, but I can never watch football because I can't stomach to watch possibly 17 games and then sit on those 17 fucking games for a year. Talking about the same fucking 17 games. Like, dude, I could literally start a show just talking about regular season games about the Rangers once a week and would not even have enough weeks in the year to talk about the games if I was breaking them down. <laughs> There's so much shit going on. If you want to dive into fucking the AHL, if you want to start talking about other teams, you want to talk about day-to-day news, that's what I love about hockey. There's just so much going on. And, like, you know, you're paying these football – again, it's really off topic. You're paying these football guys, like, $150 million, and it's like you got fucking, you know, 16 games, 17 games, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And the, you pay these guys, it's like, oh my God, did you just see that he signed for $8 million? That's going to kill them, bro. That's going to kill their fucked, bro. They're fucked for the next seven years because they're dumb. They should have never done that shit, bro. They're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just reminds me, you had you had Blackhawks fans who were sitting there and signed Corey Perry for two years for $4 million, and you're just like, fuck, that's a lot. You're like, I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. That's not even the average fucking annual salary for a fucking kicker in the NFL. And it's like, we're going to have to let go of the water guy because we can't afford that if we're going to sign him for $4 million, bro. That's a little bit too spicy. Fucking Vincent Trocek, so we got to sell the washing machine. Look, literally, fucking literally, bro. That's a, oh my god, eight years, eight million dollars, dude. What are we doing, man? What the fuck? We could have, I we could have snagged Trevor Zegers, man. It wasn't working out in Anaheim. They resigned him dude. now, but we could. He was up for grabs. I feel like, bro. Do you I feel like this? he was up for grabs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, I do. Let's let's let let's talk about this now, listeners. You're getting a treat because we didn't talk about this prior. So, Breezy and I were going back and forth about. Um, about Trevor Zegris and the the, the, the Trevor Zegris kind of saga that was happening. So you're sitting there. Now, let me ask you this. All right. So you're, you're a GM of, you're the GM of the Rangers, right? You're seeing that there mm-hmm. is problems in Anaheim when it comes to signing your star player who you're trying to build a rebuild off of. And now you're having trouble putting ink to paper, right? If okay. you're the Rangers front office, what are you offering as saying like, hey, if you don't want to sign in Anaheim but you want to test the free agency waters, here's this blank check. What's on that blank check and for how many years? Well, so here's the thing, right? Strategically, these cocksuckers in Anaheim, they did this on purpose. They waited so long in the offseason mm-hmm. that where everybody re-signed all the players they wanted and picked up you know, some entry-level guys, entry-level deals. They did all this shit, made all these moves. They waited till mid to the end of the off season before they did his deal, because mm-hmm. had they not done that and it, it, they were acting like the deal was in, cause the deal apparently from what I've read, the deal was in motion from day one, the number that sure. they were offering Trevor was not what he wanted. And to be fair, the motherfuckers on the cover of NHL 23, right? He's polarizing. This kid is, is going to be a generational talent. Wherever the fuck he is, he's going to make teams good. You're going to build lines around him, right? He's going to be a Connor Bedard. You build a line around his skill set. He's going to be that way. Well, apparently, you know, 
the, the deal wasn't right, but they were stringing him along. So Trevor never went and looked anywhere else because they made him think, I guess, that he was going to get resigned. He did get resigned, but for myself, I mean, just it's say, either that they were stringing, stringing him. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But it's either they were stringing him along, or he actually just wanted to fucking play in Anaheim. And how do you, as a GM, not say like, you know what, this kid could have, this kid is a generational talent and could have taken him, his talents anywhere fucking else. Could have taken it anywhere. He could yes. have signed in Chicago, where they're trying to build that around yes. Connor Bedard. You could have signed in New York, either the Islanders or the Rangers, and and built a line around that. And you want to talk about the absolute firepower that the Rangers would have if you added Trevor Zegris to that fucking, to that line. Now, you also have other teams who were kind of cap or bust like Dallas or Nashville, where they're or cup or bust. And you're sitting there, and you're like, if you're the GM, you're sitting there, you're like, you can't offer a kid something. Or even if he did, you he's going to turn you down because he wants to fucking play where he got drafted. So, like, I, why are you not taking that in fucking consideration if you're Anaheim? I, I And I agree with that. But I think what mattered most is Egress at this point, right? Because of who he is, how polarizing of a player he is, he wanted the years. The money wasn't right, but he wanted the fucking years. Now, if we erase the slate, the offseason just happened. The Rangers still did the same. Every team still did the same. Knights still won. But it's the beginning of the season. He goes into fucking Anaheim. They say, there's no way we're fucking doing that, right? He would have been on the fucking market. I think what he wanted was, he got five years. I think he was looking for more. I think any team. He got three any years. Team, three years. Yeah, exactly. Three Even years, worse. Even worse, right? Million. Even fucking worse. If anybody in this fucking organization, I they had like an inkling and I know that he's from New York. This is why I was getting so hard about this saying, dude, he can come and play over here. I know he could. He was looking for the years. If any other fucking team before they signed all these players in the off season said, Hey, Trevor, come play for us. Five years. We'll give you a five year deal. For sure. I think the money, I think the money's negotiable. Even if they hit him at the same 3 million or a little bit lighter, you know, high two low threes, he would have taken it. Cause he has a future and knows I can build from here. You know, he doesn't know where he's going to go if he doesn't have a long contract and he has a promising career. I think any team could have taken him and brought him on, but they fucked us in Anaheim. And now, now he's stuck in fucking Anaheim. Now, cool. Great. Awesome. Trevor Zegers is in fucking California. Absolutely wonderful. Thank God. Like, it sucks. You know, I want him. I want him on my team, man. Bring him over here. No, I I for sure get it. Now, we're also talking about a a player who's only been in the league for, like, what, four years now? It's going into his fifth year, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Like draft year, yeah. Three years. Yeah, he got drafted in 2020, I believe. Or 2019, and then then the COVID shut down that year. But, I I mean, if I'm the Blackhawks, if if I'm Kyle Davidson, right, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, I, you know, we need, we need someone to build around. We got Taylor Hall. We have Nick Foligno. You know, we have Lucas Reichel who's coming up, who's, who's going to be on the starting roster, who is just a dynamic player as it is. So we have kind of like those first two lines kind of figured out right now. Maybe we can fill it in with some, some vets that are coming or whatever, right? If I'm Kyle Davidson, I'm not offering Corey Perry a, a contract. I'm not. Like, yeah, you yeah. want that old style goon to protect your, you know, to, to protect your star. Because, I mean, if you look at what, if you, if you look at what Connor Bedard was doing anytime that he was on the ice, he was making defenders look like fucking fools. And making them look like they were on ice with shoes on, not skates. 
And so you're sitting there and you're like, okay. I was like, the more he's going to do that, the more motherfuckers are going to be taking runs at him. Cool. You want that goon, right? But I, I really feel like, you know, fuck that shit. Don't take that goon. Take that two-minute roughing power play and run with it. <laughs> and I think it's important to preface, too, that we both thought that was a good signing for you guys. We both thought that that oh, was, no, no, no. was going to be wrong. great. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I Look, I hated Corey Perry for years. Hated him. Did not like him. Wanted him nowhere near my team. But the moment that he was, the moment that it was announced that he signed a two-year contract, I'm like, all right, Corey Ferry, fuck yeah, let's you go. You son of a bitch, I'm in. All right, let's <laughs> do it. son of a bitch, I'm in. Exactly. So, you know, I'm, uh, but I'm not offering, at least I'm not offering Corey Perry two years, but I'm putting all my eggs into getting Trevor Zegris in a Blackhawk sweater. That's my goal. That is everything that I'm trying to do. And I believe 100% you and I are on the same page five years. I'm giving you five years. You're going to make or break these five years. And we'll discuss an extension after that. If you can give me production in three of those five years or two of those five years, if you can give me production. We'll talk about an extension. But I'm looking at five years and I'm looking at about eight million. I'll give you eight. I will give you eight million annually. Eight million fucking annually. I think you would have taken five years for five million. I think you would have said, Hab, "Fuck yeah, where do I sign?" I think you would have done five years for five million. But then again, so you, for the hold Rangers, on, you're saying five years, five million. So you're talking about just a million a year? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, five or five million a year. Five million a year. I think that's oh, okay, where. Nice. I think that's where. I think that would have grabbed him easily. And that's what I'm saying. This was. I'm thinking of it as the off season just started, right? We don't know what his deal is. No one's gonna know. I think if anybody would have swooped in and said, "Hey," I'll give you five million for five years. He would have signed it. It would have been done. We don't know oh, that he was going to get less because obviously he got less. Old. Exactly, he got less. So I think he would have taken that. And again, I think you could have went still in the threes. But if the years were five, he would have taken it. And but on the flip side, right? The Rangers have so many polarizing players as it is. How can you fit Trevor Zegers into that? Like right now, they just posted about it actually today, which is funny because the leadership group in New York is Jacob Truba as the captain. And then the alternate captain is Adam Fox, Barclay Goudreau, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, and Mika Zibanejad. Mika Zibanejad. So those are your, those are your leaders, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly, as much as I love Trevor Zegers, I don't think you, he fits in that with the guys that we have leading here. Cause Trevor Zegers needs to grow into, he needs to wear a C eventually somewhere. He ain't wearing a C in New York. There's no way See, he, he can, can do wear it. a C in Chicago. He got, I'm not saying he couldn't. I, I agree. I, I'm not. I'm disagreeing with that. But he ain't wearing a C in New York. There's leadership yeah. there. We have, for better or for worse, the leadership team is set, and it ain't going to fucking change. It ain't going to change. So he, I think he would actually stint his growth or stunt his growth if he went to New York. He wouldn't actually be able to be the player that he. Because I mean, where do you fit? Like, where do you fit Trevor Zegers when you have? Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad and you know like what lot how do you fit him in you know like it's it's mm-hmm. I feel like he would be regressing and be put on like the third line or work his way into the, the, the second line sometimes but I feel like it would be, be too much overlapping and you wouldn't be able to give him the time to do what he does best and just be on the ice and, and fucking being a puck wizard you know what I'm saying in sure. my opinion no and, and that uh, obviously that hundred percent plays a factor of like, yeah, you have to sit there and think like, okay, who's going to, who's going to take the pay cut almost, right? Who's going to take the demotion? Cause 
you know, if I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm, you know, the Rangers front office, then I might take the A off of Panarin and give it to Zegers, you know, but then you run into the whole of like the seniority aspect of it. And, and sure. Trevor Zegers, you know, being the kind of guy that I honestly, I fucking hope that he is like, he's not going to do that because it's like, you know, no, it's, you know, I'm coming in late. He's been here. He's established um, a leadership role here. I'm not going to come in and just shake shit up because that's going to make for a very long locker room and a very long season. So yeah, obviously I get that. But you're not you want to bring him into a place like Chicago and then just throw him the C real quick. That's probably you're you're gonna be a little bit more better off than than you know going to Chicago or going to New York and being like Jacob Truba, give me that C. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it, it just it, like I said, it it wouldn't work, right? You take you can't take the A away from Kreider. He's been a Ranger for like fucking ten years now, right? You're not gonna take yeah. it away from Mika. He's your most polarizing player. You're not gonna take it from Ar- Artemi Panarin. He's the most fun guy to watch on the Ranger, right? You're not gonna take right. it from Barclay Goudreau, though he's usually a third or fourth liner, right? The leadership he has and that he's down to throw fucking hands whenever he needs to. You yeah. respect a guy like that. And then again, Adam Fox is Adam Fox. So who who who's getting the A taken away? I don't see it happening. So. I don't you don't see it's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it exactly. Wouldn't happen. But this is obviously a hypothetical situation of in a perfect world. Like, you know, what would you be throwing at a talent like Trevor Zegras? You know, of course, you know, given, you know, mine, mine and your conversations are always like, yeah, this would be cool. But here's the realistic. Implication. Yeah, logistically, it, yeah. Real, logistically, <laughs> it's I think three, four million, five years. What he would have signed in a heartbeat. He would have went anywhere that would have signed him. And again, if it's Arizona, maybe he's going to think twice about it. But then again, they know like, hey, we're going to build a team around you. We're going to. Yeah, do but have you, you seen like, Logan Cooley? Have you seen what Logan Cooley's been doing? Yeah, yeah, but like again, I mean, I, I mean, a lower ended team, even any team that didn't make the playoffs, right? That that maybe sure. is going through a rebuild. He might take you can that make as the case for the Islanders. You can make the case yeah. for the Sabers. You can make the case for fuck maybe the Devils. Maybe you know you can make that. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Or you could also go like what I said before of like the cup or bust teams, like a Dallas, like a Minnesota, like a Nashville. You know, Robertson like, Zegers would have be nasty line. Just, that would be pretty fucking nasty, dude. That's all I'm saying. That would make me start turning into tuning into some Dallas games. Let me tell you, if there was a Robertson Zegers line, <laughs> fucking shit, dude. And also, you know? unpopular opinion, I think that the 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 Dallas like black and neon green jerseys look good. I know a lot of We're people don't. I think they look good, bro. I think they look good. I just wanted to put that out there. I I think they look good. I like that color green. It's it's a good combination, in my opinion. This is going to be another hour talking about our favorite jerseys. Yeah, no, we we can't. But uh, to answer your answer your point, three four million a year, five years, he would have signed anywhere, in my opinion. In my opinion, I don't know, man. It took it took how long to get just a three year, five point seven five million dollars annual contract it took three years to get that or i'm sorry not three years but it took months to get that contract sorted so you're that you know what that tells me is that he took a pay cut yeah and that's probably just a meatball take honestly but it just tells me it's like he wants to play in anaheim he wants to win a ring in anaheim he wants to bring hockey back to socal you know because let's be honest the kings ain't doing fucking shit Kings aren't doing anything to 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 
to bolster their lineups or to, to, to get out of the fucking basement, even though they, I think they, what, they were second or third place in the Pacific last year. Regardless, yeah. Yeah. Regardless, you don't fucking, you don't, you never hear about the Kings anymore. Like it was in like 2014 through or 2013 through 15. But, you know, I, I just, he wants to win. He wants to win in Anaheim. He wants to bring hockey back to Orange County. And I don't blame him 100% because you have a lot of players in a lot of different leagues, well, in the four major leagues, that, that are ring chasers or, 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 or bag chasers, man. Like, they just want to go for the, the, biggest, the biggest contract they can sign or they want to be able to, say, to just go to a team that wins. And I don't think Trevor's was like that. And I think Trevor's just like, dude, just get it done. Just all, at this point, fuck it. I want to play hockey. Just fucking sign it. Just give me something. I'll fucking sign it. And no, that, yeah, that's just I the, agree. That's just the vibe that I got off of this. Because like when I saw his contract, the three years is what got me. Because I'm just like, three, three years? That's it? Really? We're only going to yeah. do three years with Trevor Zegers in Orange County? When are you going to even talk about contract extensions? Well, all that does is make him available to go somewhere else in a couple of years. Because right now, even if I wanted to, I don't think we could take him at the rate. Well, not cap wise, we definitely couldn't. But no. where where the team is, we couldn't take him now anyway. So maybe I'd that changes three in years, three, four the years. Hawks, the three years, the Hawks ditched that awful Seth Jones contract and maybe open it up. <laughs> yeah, open so up that fucking checkbook. You heard it here first. Um, three to four seasons from now, Trevor Zegers will be signing with Chicago or the Rangers. There, yep, that's a, put it on the through. podcast and then come yell at us later if it doesn't happen or we told you so if it does. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or go fuck yourself. We were right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're the shit. Um, so let's let's pivot to um, something I really want to talk about. The preseason here. It's over. It's done. Regular season is next week. And um, I, again, I know it's just preseason, but lackluster performance for the Rangers we were working through some AHL guys, some guys that we were trying to see if they were going to work out. We sent a lot of guys down. A lot of the guys we brought that were a part of the the run that the Hartford Wolfpack had last year came up. And some of them didn't clear waivers. A lot of that main core did. We had a defenseman, um, Harper, go down. Big guy. He's a fucking fighter. I like him. He went down and he made it. Um, we had Sakura, we had Othman, we had all those, all these guys that we were wondering if they were going to make the team or not went down to the HL. I think the only guy that stayed was, uh, Will Cooley, which a lot of people are excited about, but the lineups have been fucky because of the AHL guys in there. And you know, the veterans are not going to try it's, it's preseason. Mm-hmm. Why, why get hurt in a preseason game? That doesn't fucking matter. But mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I'm under the understanding oh, yeah. that the last, the last game, you're going to kind of try your best. I feel that the Rangers still just don't give a fuck about preseason. So what what do you see from uh, the Hawks in this in this preseason? Especially seeing, you know, Connor Bedard actually in uh, a Hawks sweater. And h- how is that? What do you think? Um, so we really only got the sample size of Connor Bedard in the Hawks sweater. Um, I think he really only played four games. The They went exactly as anticipated, to be quite honest with you. Um. Uh, a lot of players who were who came up at like the last part of the season last year just to get some NHL experience, like like a Wyatt Kaiser, or a Lucas Reichel, or a Cole Gutman. Um, <clears throat> you saw them. You saw Wyatt Kaiser kind of like 
almost kind of make a case for himself to be like, hey, like I could make the opening day roster or I need maybe like two months in, in Rockford to really kind of tighten things up and then I'll be back up. Um, it went about as expected as I thought it could. A lot of battling. So Connor Bedard in a Blackhawk sweater was just absolutely a beautiful sight for me to see. Um, I think the, the, the only... If I'm not mistaken, the only goal he had was an empty netter. Um, I think that was – I can't remember who that was against. I want to say that was against the Red Wings. Um, it was an empty netter, and it's just – I'm going to send you the video, dude, because he looked fucking pissed that it was an empty net goal. <laughs> he just looked so yeah. angry that it was an yeah. empty net goal. He was just like, seriously? Um, he had some really good – his puck handling work is is – Pretty fucking good, if you ask me. Uh, for for a fresh eighteen year old that just stepped on the ice in the NHL level, he, whatever he was playing against third stringers and 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 um, forever AHLers and shit, and, you know, and a couple of of uh, actual NHLers, but uh, but he had some pretty nice stick handling, really soft hands, great passing, great IQ. That what just in the small four games that he played. Um, like I said, it went about as expected. I believe they only walked away with like two wins, three losses, two overtime losses. So I'm I'm kind of okay with it. And to to be to be honest with you, look, I'm we're not expecting. No one is expecting the Hawks to be world beaters this year, um, at least for like the next couple of years. So right now, let's just let's just enjoy the ride. Let's just enjoy the madhouse on Madison when it gets rocking. When Connor Bedard eventually scores the first hat trick, sure, because uh, you know that's just gonna fucking happen. Absolutely. But, you know, it'll be it'll be at home too, and the place is going to go fucking insane. Yeah, exactly. It's literally. I just I can't wait. I just can't wait, man. It's it's been it's been a long summer. Um, you know, it's been a, a halfway decent pre preseason. Uh, I was really enjoying the looks that I was seeing from from Corey Perry. Mind you, Corey Perry. Uh, I can't remember exactly which game it was, but he did have a two goal night. Which it's Corey Perry scoring two goals. How could you not like that? Um, sure. You know, I'm looking at uh, Lucas Reichel looks like a bona fide NHLer, and I, I can't wait to see him on a line with Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard. Um, Taylor Hall is proving to be a pretty decent depth signing for sure. You can't really expect um, like a 40-goal season out of him. I hope for a 40-goal season, but I'll be happy with 20 to 25. Um this is kind of just setting it up and this is exactly what a lot of Hawks fans don't understand is that we are starting a rebuild from day one. You sign you, yeah. signing Connor Bedard, drafting him and signing him was day one of your rebuild. And you have to understand that and you have to be able to walk into the United center or to go see the Hawks to understand that they're probably going to get fucking smoked. And exactly when we were watching the Hawks and blues game last night, and I looked at you and I said, I fucking hate Peter Morazic. And it's because he's just not the guy. He's not him. No. He's not he your goal. No, he ain't. He ain't him. He ain't that guy, pal. And, I, and, I, I want to interject because I, yeah. I this is what I've, I've said this a few times to you. And it, it goes into exactly what you're saying. It, it's going to take time. We know it's going to take time. You're going exactly. through that rebuild. You, you put your best foot forward to have the best rebuild possible. But at the same time, it's like, 
it's going to take time for these. And I'm not trying to stroke the kid. Like, I think he's really great, but it's going to take time for the rest of the team to catch up to Connor Bedard. Because when you see him on the ice, he's making smart, not just when he handles the puck. It's not just the way he handles the puck. He makes the right choices. He's always in position to do something good, but the rest of the Hawks aren't fast enough to keep up with him. And that's not anyone's fault. The kids just got here, right? It's going to take time. But when they, when they work out the kinks, even if you have a bad goalie, they're gonna make some. They're gonna they're gonna make a splash. They're gonna do some damage because he's got that high level two hundred IQ hockey brain. Like he just he, he has does. the mind where he does that. And I think that once once the Blackhawks catch up and they can keep up with him, put him in the right place, I think it's gonna be a lot better for your team. I agree, and I I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, look, I'm not going in going into this season saying Connor Bedard is going to score 70 fucking goals, have a hundred point season in his rookie year, win the Calder by a large margin. I'm not saying that by any means necessary. Look, Seattle fans thought that Shane Wright was going to be the answer to their problems, but he ended up spending most of his, most of his first year in the WHL. Mm -hmm. So look, if that happens to Bedard, that happens. Shit happens. Get over it. You have them for at least three years, at least two to three years, and then you decide. And then you decide if you want him to be the guy, if you want him to kind of carry that torch from the Kane and Taze era into the next into the next millennia, and and just and and see if you want him to be that guy, if you want him to be the next kind of just world in a sense world beater, if you want him to be that guy. You, you just got to let this year ride. You really do. It doesn't matter if you go 0-82-0. It doesn't fucking matter. These next three years are just going to be fun to watch fucking hockey. And that's it. Sure. And and if you're going to sit there and be and be, just be absolutely fucking obliterated at every Blackhawks loss, it's going to be a long fucking winter. And, and you, I- you might as well not even turn a fucking game on. Exactly. And I think it's to be said, too, that these people in Chicago, I, I'm not going to lie. For what I've seen, Chicago and the NHL love Bedard. I think that he does even half of what they expect him to do. He's going to be another polarizing generational talent. You're going to love to watch him play. He's going to do some cool stuff. I think he's got like that Trevor Zegers sy- syndrome or or you know Jack Hughes where it's like, you made your name for yourself here. The fans love you. He's going to stick around. That's the thing. Yep. He's going to be here for a long time. I, I see him being in Chicago for a long time. You've got plenty of time. Like You can't expect to get this guy, whether he becomes the, the best overall you know, first-round draft pick ever, you can't expect him to, to make a fucking cup happen with what he has if it's not there. You didn't have it last year, and some things changed, but not enough, right? You, you're going to have to work right. really, really hard to get there, and I think that this is a good first step for him. Look, Coming to a team that's not making splashes like they used to, right? Coming to a team mm-hmm. that doesn't have a clear, direct future, right? That's the place that he'll strive and be the best, where he's going to get the most minutes, where he's going to be able to be on the best lines possible mm-hmm. and just show what he can fucking do. Look, it's going to take time for him. Direct, the clear and direct path is him. It's him. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. And and that's what you need to... That's what that's what people need to fucking realize. And, and God love it, man. There's one thing I can tell you about Chicago is it is a hockey and football town. Yeah, the Cubs are kind of like the pride of like the little pride of Chicago, the little brother, sure. and the White Sox fucking suck. But 
but Chicago will always remain a football and hockey city. It doesn't matter how bad the Bears are doing. There's still people going to be in Soldier Field and watching it at bars. Doesn't matter how bad the Hawks are doing. There's still going to be people at the United Center, and there's still going to be people watching it. And look, dude, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be the one that's going to – I'm also going to be the fucking one sitting there watching all 82 games. And I don't, I don't care. I just like watching it. I do. I sure. want you. Do I want the fucking Hawks to win this fucking Stanley Cup this year and just blow everyone's expectations out of the water? I'd want fucking nothing more. I really would. But I know that that's not going to happen. And then trying to beat that into to Blackhawks fans, it's just like you're not going to win every single game. You're not going to go to the playoffs every single year. You know, you're not going to be Tampa. Tampa did it right. Cap circumvention, but right. Yeah, and and that's where we are with the Rangers too, right? It's like um, when first round exit is disappointing because we think sure. and we know that we could have gone more. We didn't. Like but congratulations, we, we, you extended your season it, by six games. It, exactly. So it's like sure, sure. When we don't get that because we had that awesome year with Igor and everything, where we 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 made it to see Tampa Bay and in the Eastern finals, but it's like, once we got to that point, not realizing, Holy fuck, we have the secret sauce. We can get there. Anything else is disappointing. So I used to go into seasons as a Rangers fan saying, Hey, if we make the playoffs, it's a good year. And if we don't, uh, at least I got to watch hockey. Like that's, you know, we've had year, many, many years like that. We had a long time and th- that's just where you have to be right now. Right. It's like, Hey, if we can make the playoffs, that would be fucking sweet. And if not, you know, at least I'm going to, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's not only about winning a Stanley Cup. If you're in hockey just for your team to win a Stanley Cup, 90% of the teams are going to be fucking disappointed. It's not, it's yep. not, you got to play the long game, right? Enjoy the little yep. things, the big exactly. hits, the fucking amazing goals, your goalie being what he is, like for my team specifically, your goalie being what he is. And, and just seeing those, things, you have to be there for that. That's what you have to be there for. And then you just, go as far as you can. You can't just be like, I need a cup or I'm not going to watch hockey. Then you ain't going to fucking watch hockey, bro. Like you're just not going to watch it. It's just not going to happen. Look, One team out of 30 win. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like one team out of fucking 30 win. You're going to be really fucking mad. 90% of your fucking years watching hockey. Exactly. So it, it just is what it is. I think that you, I think that you, you guys are on the right path. I think that, I think that yeah. I think that Connor Bedard's going to do well. It's just you just have to kind of let it just let it fester for a little bit and sure. But but for I wanted to pivot into the my last topic here. So the the first game back, the actual opening night. I know that the Rangers are playing Buffalo, and I'm very confident about that game. And I have to make a correction, Devin Levi. Yeah, the last the last one I said. Uh, uh, Levi, Levi ben- like Benton. Levi Benton, Benton. is the is the That's screamer right. for Miss May I. I, <laughs> I got him mixed up because they both have Levi. Okay, so Devin Levi, though he is good, and I like the kid. Igor is a better goalie, and if it's a goalie sure. versus goalie, I'll take that all day. Your guys's first game is brutal against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So how are you yep. feeling about that? We don't, we over here on this podcast, we don't fuck with Pittsburgh. You know, we don't like Pittsburgh, but real recognizes real. They got graves. They got Carlson. They have, they still have the Trinity. They're still kicking. So yep. what are you looking and, at and, for that game? And dude, and, and Sid almost looks like he did 10 years ago, which this year, just in preseason. It's scary, well. dude. It's it scary. really is. Look, I, you know, I said this, Last episode I was on, I said it today. 
I'm going in with no expectations. I'm just happy to see regular season. I, I'm right. I'm happy to see meaningful hockey games right now. Um, with that being said, I'm not expecting much. I'm really not. And, and I know that, um, yeah, I just like, I, I know that they're going to lock up Connor Bedard as much as they can so he can't get the puck. And I'm hoping sure. that that frees Lucas Breifel or Taylor Hall up for a two-on-one going the other way because I really feel like Connor Bedard has some nasty saucer passes and, and some great IQ and that he's going to see a nice little two-teamer coming his way and the next thing you know, there's an odd man rush going the other way. The only problem that I foresee is that the Penguins goaltender is not uh, Peter Morazic. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, like, the thing is, Jari fucking, he surprised me. We got Deming. We sent him down to Hartford, so he's in the Rangers organization. I think that Deming is an amazing second goalie. I'm I'm kind of upset that he's not up here this year, and we have Quick is what it is. It's really weird to see him in a Rangers sweater still. But, yeah. man, uh, Jari can put it on when he needs to put it on, man. Like, yep. he, to, again, real recognizes real. So I, I have to say Jari puts it the fuck on when he needs to put it on. So mm-hmm. against that matchup against Pittsburgh, I mean, what are your thoughts into that game specifically in that game specifically man i just i my only thoughts are don't get shut out that's my only those are yeah. my only thoughts those are <laughs> my only thoughts Fair. i mean my 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 expectation well, not my, even my expectation what i would love to happen is Connor bedard finds the back of the net um Corey Perry has two fights, one of them with Sidney Crosby. Peter Morazic actually <laughs> goes back to when he was on fucking Detroit and was a halfway decent goalie. I would really enjoy that. That would be really cool. Uh, not this Swiss cheese motherfucker that he is as of late. Um, you know, I just want to see I want to see competitiveness from the Blackhawks. I want to see like, yeah, we suck. We're in a rebuild. But you know what? We're still here to play fucking hockey for for seven months. So I really, I really want to see just competitive, meaningful hockey from Chicago. That's it. That's all I want. I, I have no expectation. If I have expectation, I'm just, I'm just going to be set up to, to be miserable. Well, that's a, that's a big opening night too. That's a, that's on the 10th and that's going to be Chicago, Chicago and Pittsburgh. And then also same night is the Kraken and Golden Knights. So it's going to be a good night for hockey. And then two well, days later well, is going to be the Rangers and the Sabres. I think that the Sabres are just, they've, they're just the worst New York team, right? They're, they're not better yeah. than the Islanders and the Islanders are not better than the Rangers. So do I have anything to be worried about? I don't think so. Personally. No, you don't, you don't have anything to worry about, but to start scoreboard watching in, in October is just going to set you up to fail. Even though I scoreboard watch the, the Cubs in fucking April when the season starts. So I get it, but no, I got I got some Well, let me ask you this then. Um what's your expectations for the Blackhawks and Penguins game? I know Look, you're going to be watching. Oh, I'm going to be watching fucking like vigorously, bro. I'm going to be watching yeah. every moment because I want to see what Pit- Pittsburgh is doing, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it is as right now as it stands, every person every everybody's team has rivals, okay? Pittsburgh is Rangers' biggest rival right now because of, you know, beating them in Game 7 at MSG really lit them up. They're still talking about Jacob Truba's hit on Crosby, putting him out, saying it was a dirty hit and all this fucking shit. They hate the Rangers. They they chirp Igor 
every time they're at in Pittsburgh. They're they're doing the Igor chant, and that right there. If you want to piss me off, bro, go after Igor, <laughs> the hardest working fucking goalie in the league, the guy who puts who puts it all on himself, saying I need to be better. Like that's how you they 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 fucking do it all the time, and I hate Pittsburgh for it. But then again, they have good pieces. They have a fucking tremendous core. They got great goaltending. I know that Pittsburgh is going to want to make a statement first night, and unfortunately, right. They're going to do the best they can to not let Connor Bedard do what he wants to do. It's going to be embarrassing for a team like Pittsburgh, who has a lot of seasoned veterans, to let a kid mm-hmm. come in and fuck with them. I wouldn't be surprised that you don't see the Trinity every time you see um, Bedard on the ice. I would not be surprised because they're going to put what they have the best their best foot forward and just hit like stop that right away because if that's what Chicago is going all in on right Pittsburgh's gonna have to counter that and one thing that I did notice when we did play them in the first round they very much pay attention to that they will adjust their lines to compete against another team or adjust when they put their lines out at least so I Mm -hmm. don't think they're gonna let Connor Bedard run away with it now it's to be seen what he'll do with that but it's gonna be a hard game to win even even when the I don't believe that the Pit, Pittsburgh Penguins have leveled up since then, but they show flashes of showing how good they can be. But all that being said, everything I just said, right? They're not what they were. If Chicago comes out there with the chip on their shoulders saying, I don't give a fuck who you put on the ice, then I think there's a great chance that you could at least keep up in a way. But again, the only thing they leveled up in is defense, okay? But I think that Bedard eats up defense. I think what it is is that the high scoring against you is going to be what determines whether or not you win the game. I think that Connor Bedard's going to do what he wants to do the best he can. They might put some in. They might not, whatever. But it's going to be your goaltender, really. Because, I mean, Jari, when he turns it on, he fucking turns it on. And I guarantee you he's going to be there for opening night. And I guarantee you he's going to be the goal you guys are going to have to go against, personally, in my opinion. Yep. Well, you said everything that I wish I said. <laughs> what can I, I say, man? <laughs> it's a podcast, right? I have nothing else to add. That was it. That was 100% it. That was pretty much everything that I had in my head. And when you asked me that question, it all fluttered away and apparently landed in your head. I, yeah. th- that's what we do, baby. Bash Brothers, baby. And that is it. I appreciate you guys listening. Again, another episode of the Bash Brothers in the books. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. More episodes to come in the future. Thursday is regular season. We see the Rangers play the Buffalo Sabres, and it's a game that actually matters. The next day, we also see the Hartford Wolfpack taking on the Providence Bruins. So, NHL hockey's back. NHL hockey's back. Hockey is back in general. And uh, it's, uh, it's good stuff. So... Thanks again for listening. I know you guys really like these episodes. We'll keep them coming as long as me and Nick are breathing. So other than that, just remember, it's not over till it's over. No quit. You will be trust. And let's go Rangers.